Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. New York City did something special this past week, honoring the heroes of the pandemic. First responders, essential workers, healthcare workers, with a parade up the Canyon of Heroes. <laughs> This year that we've been through, it has literally been the greatest crisis in the history of New York City. We were knocked down, but we got back up. And that's something to celebrate about this city. There were bands and floats and, yes, some shredded paper flying through the skies to keep up that ticker tape tradition. And there was also pure emotion. I'm enormously proud, enormously proud of everything that everyone's done. Uh, to, to address the pandemic. I'm so grateful to them for a big New York City hug. So thank you, thank you, thank you all. This week on 880 In-Depth, New York City salutes its pandemic heroes and how that celebration may mark a huge moment in this city's comeback. Welcome to 880 In Depth. I'm Tim Sheld from WCBS News Radio 880. I'm willing to admit, I love a parade. And I really love the ticker tape celebrations this city puts on. I've covered my share of them over the years, but this one had a different feel. It was the brainchild of New York's current mayor, Bill de Blasio. So last year, I got a question one day saying, hey, when, when are we going to bring back our big events, the things we love each year. When are we going to bring back the really big parades that people come to from all over the city? And I said, we will bring them back. And I felt very confident we'd bring them back uh, this year, 2021. But I said, the first parade back, the first true large parade in New York City will be one to celebrate the heroes of the fight against COVID, our healthcare heroes who were extraordinary and need to be remembered for the ages our first responders, our essential workers, the people who kept us alive, the people who kept the city going no matter what. We are going to hold a parade to honor them, to thank them, to celebrate them. It's going to be an example of the great tradition of ticker tape parades, ticker tape parades up the Canyon of Heroes. They've happened for generations. But this one is going to have a special spirit to it, a special heart and soul, because it's about celebrating everyday New Yorkers who did something so heroic. 
We're always going to remember the pain and the tragedy of COVID. No one is going to ever forget those we lost and what families are still going through. But we need a day to celebrate the heroism of everyday New Yorkers. Wednesday, July 7th, the Canyon of Heroes will be that moment, a parade you will remember for the rest of your life to celebrate people who we need to keep in our hearts, true New York City heroes who did something for the ages. And as morning broke that day under a hot sun, essential workers invited by the city began gathering by the hundreds in New York's Battery Park. Among them, Chris Patosha, the Associate Director of Environmental Health and Safety at Columbia University's Irving Medical Center. He was alongside his co-worker, Dr. Chris Aston. Uh, tell me about what it's like um, to be and have your colleagues by your side today. I see, it's just great to have a public recognition for all the, all the hard work that, that everyone at Columbia has done over the last uh, 18 months. So it's been a, just a great team effort. Um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of clinical care, a lot of uh, great research going on at Columbia, trying to, trying to push the science forward, uh, develop therapies, tests. Where are you from? I grew up in England. Uh, you know about these kinds of uh, New York City uh, parades? Yeah, they're, they're known all over the world, ticket tape parades. Winston Churchill, you know, went up, uh, went up uh, <laughs> yes. at one point. So did Charles de Gaulle. But no, uh, uh, Charles Lindbergh. I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty intense, the, uh, the, it is. the, the I mean, roster no, of folks. Normally you have to win a soccer world cup or land on the moon to get to be in one of these. Well, you did pretty close. You saved our lives. Um, and that's important. And I think that message is what is going to resonate today. And how, do, how, how does that make you feel, especially walking with your colleagues? Uh, I'm enormously proud. Enormously proud of everything that everyone's done uh, to, to address the pandemic. And Chris, can I ask you about the same thing? What, 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 what's going through your mind today being part of this? Uh, likewise, enormously proud. Not about me one bit. You know, it's about representing the university and all the hard work that we've done to support the research, support the clinical care, um, keep everything going, keep everybody as healthy and safe as we possibly could. Uh, and showing up every day. You've uh, been, a, are you a New Yorker? You've been? Uh, born and raised in New Jersey. So, you know, uh, Monmouth County originally, okay, sure. live in uh, West Orange. These okay, days. I'm a, a Bergen County guy, okay. so, so I know it well. Um, so, you know, you know of these events. What's, For sure. what's it like to walk up Broadway? It's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, I don't think they're ever going to let me pitch for the Yankees, you know, or if, and if they're going to ever get back to the World Series anytime soon. So, uh, this is it, you know, we're going to, going to soak it in. It's going to be surreal, I imagine. And let me just ask you uh, both uh, to, to, to end. What are you going to be thinking of? I mean, this was a really rough year and a half, two years, huh? Indeed, indeed. Uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of long days, long nights. Um, you know, thinking about coming out the other end, you know, um, appreciating this for everything it is and, um, and and getting back to, you know, so-called normal. Doctor? Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting back to normal. It's going to be... It's just going to be a big, big relief. One of the stars of this day was Northwell Health's critical care nurse, Sandra Lindsay, who just last week was honored at the White House with a U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services Award for Outstanding American by Choice. Sandra Lindsay immigrated here from Jamaica as a teenager and took up a career in health care. Today, she is a critical care nurse at Northwell's Long Island Jewish Medical Center. During covid she headed a team of nurses who staffed some of the sickest COVID wards in the nation. 
But what she is really known for is what happened on December 14, 2020, when she became the first American to get the first COVID vaccine. Dr. Michelle Chester is the Director of Employee Health for Northwell Health. She's now drawing the vaccine into a syringe. Nurse Sandra Lindsay has her sleeve rolled up. Swabbing the shoulder with a left shoulder for keeping track with a sterile wipe. And here we go. The first vaccine has been delivered in our area. Does December 14th seem like a lifetime ago to you? It seemed like just the other day because I've been going nonstop, but it's been a great journey, um, speaking to people, inspiring people, and sharing my experiences. Um, the last week has been, been probably pretty big for you to find out that you, you know, you're going to lead this representing you and your co-workers and your city brethren and uh, sister that, that uh, you probably never ever met before, and then going to the White House and the whole thing. How do you, how do you rationalize it all? Um, You know, I just stay humble and I'm honored um, to be here today to lead this uh, parade to represent all healthcare workers in the city and around the world who has been who have been fighting this fight. Um, I'm so grateful to them for a big New York City hug. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. We met so many special people on this day along the parade route. Peter Haskell introduced us to one of them. Who are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Nancy Chang. What do you do? I'm a physician. I'm a primary care physician at Columbia, New York Presbyterian. What is this like for you? This is really so amazing. I mean, I think to think about the year. To see this city and this country and this world has gone through and to come out the other side and have a parade like this. How amazing. Science is amazing. And we have to commemorate all the people we lost and thank these amazing people that are here that that really helped to make some of this happen. How does this make you feel? I'm I'm shocked and humble. And when I was asked, I said, please ask somebody else because there are so many people much, much more deserving than me. And I'm so grateful to be here. And um, this is, this is, oh. My daughter. Yeah, Esther, you saw us. Thank you. Where's my daughter? Well, what does she think of this? What does she think of this? My daughter? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, most teenagers think that their moms are real nerds. So today is like one of those days where hopefully her mind has changed a little bit. I don't know how much, but maybe a little bit. And while healthcare workers were prominently represented on Broadway, other essential workers were also there, from transit workers and communications employees to Red Cross, even food service workers. My name is Judy Seacon. I'm the Senior Director of Programs and Operations at New York Common Pantry. We're a food pantry social service organization. We've been feeding essential work. We've been an essential service in feeding New York City since the beginning of the pandemic. Spell your last name for me first. S-E-C-O-N. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that right. Okay, Um, Um, we've served over 9 million meals since March of 2020. Wow. And 
so these are the people who made that happen. What um, <laughs> What do you think about this opportunity to, uh, if you don't mind, to, to be... Uh, okay, well, I'm Sean Smith. I am Sean. actually the um, Project Dignity Programs Manager at New York Common Pantry. I, I'm in the social service department. I'm grateful to be out here because you don't understand. Um, in, my, in, in my position, I could have always been told, you don't need to really come back to work because I do a little more paperwork than anything. But I was able to service my clients curbside and give out food and everything. So it just worked out perfectly. And we've been, we're very grateful. We're grateful to be here. What's Honestly. It, what's it going to be like to, um, to to walk that walk? What are you going to be thinking of? I think it's going to feel great. It's really nice to be recognized and for people to appreciate what we did. This staff has done an amazing job through the heat, through the snow, through hurricanes, through every possible. We serve from outside. Um, we serve over 100 different sites throughout the city and, and, and our main locations, East Harlem and South Bronx. And so it's been quite a year, and I think it, it's really deserved, more than deserved. Do you, do you feel this? Is, tell me your name, sorry. I'm sorry, my name is Diana Dorte. Hello, I'm, Diana. Hello, I'm part of the social, uh, social services team. Sorry, I know you're coming, Pantry. What, what's it like to be part of this day? Um, it's actually very humbling to see so many essential workers out here together, united, um, just to be thankful for each other, for each other's service, and it's, it's an amazing experience. These moments were memorable for those who came out to watch from the sidelines as well. Peter Haskell met James Creighton from Cortland, New York, who came with his family. How come he came out today? Oh, uh, it's been a long time getting to this point to, to be able to thank the people that kept us safe over the last year and a half. This has been a, a tough year. So tell me what made you decide, I want to say thank you in person and come out. Oh, um... I, they, the, the healthcare workers and all the essential workers came out for us when we had to stay home, and now we're allowed out, and they deserve an in-person. They, they need us all out there supporting them and, and showing them how much we love them. What have the past 16 months been like? Uh, a bit chaotic. Um, interesting. Hope we never have to do it again, but I'm glad that we're stronger for it. Tell me what you remember about April, May, June last year. Uh, I remember in, in March, uh, getting ready to march in some of the, the St. Patrick's Day parades and people being afraid to shake hands and we were sort of trying to figure out new ways to be together and from there every parade was being canceled and all of a sudden we were looking at uh, Westchester County being shut down and, and everywhere else the hospitals starting to fill up and uh, my wife being a hospital worker in the Bronx it, it, it was a scary moment because it looked like uh, nobody was safe. What does your wife do? Uh, she is a midwife um, but during the, during the pandemic uh, in the Bronx her unit was her whole hospital was 100% COVID, so they transitioned her to um, critical care, nursing, you know, whatever they needed to keep people safe. That must have been scary for her, but also for all of you. Yeah, the, the family, uh, you know, we, we, were, we were afraid. Um, there were times when she, she was ill, and uh, for months we would have to, she would come home get rid of her clothes, go to one of the rooms in the house, and we'd bring her coffee, and that was the last time we'd see her for the day, and she'd sleep, and then 
get back uh, you know to another 12 to 20 hour shift sounds traumatic um, I think it was I think we're still processing you know what it was like um, I'm glad we all got through it mostly safe um, she's dealing a little bit with long COVID but but I think we all suffered through this and and for as much as we suffered I think we all came through and hopefully stronger I, I sort of hoping that we learn some lessons and and feel a little bit closer to one another but you know we'll, we'll see how that goes in a few years <laughs> for how long was she sick uh, her sick uh, she was sick twice uh, once in March or April and again in October um, but her sickness was just a couple of weeks but uh, she's had long COVID since then so it's been almost six months now in one of the long COVID programs and still has respiratory issues but but she fights through it and you know living her regular life so she's still working yeah she's working uh she's off today so she could be in the parade but uh yeah she's working so is she marching or is she on one of the floats i i think she's going to be on one of the floats but you know we're not sure what that's going to look like but i yeah i'm hoping she'll be on a float today <laughs> what do you think of it the fact your wife ticker tape parade canyon of heroes I am thinking she thought it was her day off, and she's like, I'm not going down to the city on my day off. And I said, are you kidding? The kids need a moment like this to show how proud they are. And when in your life are you ever going to be able to say you were like the World Series heroes or the people who went to the moon? You've got a ticker tape parade. How awesome is that? And tell me about this poster. Sure. Um, so we have a sort of thank you for, uh, for all our essential workers, but especially for Melissa, my wife, Melissa Creighton. And we've got her unit on the poster and we've got, uh, she's a rower. So she, uh, coaches, uh, helps out with her local rowing team and at West Point, she's one of the coaches. And so we sort of added all the names of the people who were supportive of her throughout. We missed a bunch of names, I'm sure, but it's kind of neat to have the whole neighborhood here in spirit. And after that mile-long ride for Sandra Lindsay, she helped wrap up her day with a conversation with our Peter Haskell. You were the star today, the Grand Marshal. Describe what this was like. I am just so humbled and honored to be able to serve in this capacity, um, to represent my team at Northwell Health. Um, just uh, healthcare workers across our city, across our country, all over the world. It's just an absolute honor. So take us on the parade route. You're in the back of the car. You're waving. People are cheering. They're throwing confetti. What's going through your mind? Just all the love and support that I'm getting, that we are getting today. Hometown heroes. Um, and, you know, just how much we, I appreciate New York. The temperature is high, but I didn't feel the heat. What I felt was just overwhelming love and support. It looked like you had the Queen Elizabeth wave down. <laughs> um, I had to make sure I get it right for our healthcare heroes. When they asked you to do this, what did you think? I was just so honored. Um, I said, absolutely. You know, I know that I would get an opportunity to get the message out about how important it is to take the vaccine as we see the rates dropping. 
So I saw this also as an opportunity to get out there and to continue to drive home the message of how important it is to get vaccinated. There are still a lot, of, a lot of New Yorkers who have not gotten the vaccine. What do you tell them? I say, look at where we are today. What a difference 15 months make. You know, 15 months ago, we were told, unless you're essential, stay home. But thanks to the science and our scientists that, you know, developed this vaccine for us in record time, here we are today. There are still threats of variants out there, but we can beat this. We can stay ahead of this by getting vaccinated. Are you concerned about another surge? Well, there is always that, you know, concern, but I am optimistic that people will do the right thing and get vaccinated so we don't have to deal with another surge. In December, you were first. Did you ever imagine how your life would unfold? Never, ever imagine. I thought I was just going in to get vaccinated, to get protected, do the right thing, and get back to work. And um, that has changed significantly, but in, in good ways, because I get to talk to people. I get to spread the word about how important it is to get vaccinated, and that's a plus for me. You met the president? I did. Uh, that was another humbling experience, to be able to be recognized by the president with this outstanding Americans by choice recognition was just amazing. And to be able to celebrate with my fellow naturalized now U.S. citizen, um, it took me back to when I got naturalized in 1997 on May 16, um, how happy I felt. So it was, it was a pleasure to celebrate with those folks as well. Compare that date, the date you became a U.S. citizen, with all that's happened since then up until today. Uh, it's just been a great journey. But, you know, it just goes to show that when you work hard, when you're focused, when you're grateful for everything, anything is possible. Tell us about the effort that healthcare workers have put in over the past 16 months. I mean, people have put their lives on the line. They, they, the number of things they have sacrificed, they have entered those healthcare facilities courageously to save lives. And I couldn't be more proud of my team at Northwell Health and just healthcare workers all around the world. The fact that New York came out today to say thank you to you, the healthcare workers, the transit workers, the people that make this city go. Um, you know, I know New York would show up. Um, I thank them for braving the heat. They just spread so much love. Today just felt like they gave us another big hug. So thank you, New York. Is there something that happened today that just sticks in your mind? It's the story you're going to tell people for years to come. Just the entire day. The entire day, the support, the love and support as I drove down in the back of that car and waved and saw people, um, you know, just everyone, children. It was just amazing. Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you very much. As I watched the parade taking place, I was struck by a woman I spotted across the way. She had a hand-painted sign with a message that she wanted to send these essential workers, folks who helped get us through some of the most difficult times we may ever see. It's a privilege to be here today. Things were really scary and bless everybody here and all the other people who aren't here. And 
In addition to parades, let's raise the wages, please. Would you just read the sign for me? Tell me what you wrote out there. I wrote to everybody, you saved our lives, literally. Even the grocery people, everybody literally saved our lives. And the other side says many thanks. Many thanks, indeed. It's hard to know if this date, July 7th, 2021, will be marked in our history. But as people left the parade that day, it was hard to ignore the feeling that maybe we are on the other side of this crisis, and maybe this day helped us mark that moment. Eight eighty in depth is a production of WCBS News Radio eight eighty. I'm Tim Sheldon. With the help of Peter Haskell, we put out a topic of interest each week. Our thanks to the voices of the pandemic heroes who helped us tell the story this week. The show is always available on demand wherever you get your audio. Just search eight eighty in depth. Thank you for listening, and be safe. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.